speaks is a fundamentalist Christian church. Founder and pastor, Carl Stevens. He intimidates you from the pulpit. Don't you say a sentence, not a sentence, not a line. Don't presume or you'll die. How much did you give? Oh, about seven million. All the messages of Pastor Stephen. I was guaranteed that angels would come every time I preach. That's the truth. It's just lie after lie. They're trying to divide us from each other, but they're not going to do it as long as I'm pastor, because I know how to handle them, because I'm God's man. Hello. Hello. Happy Thanksgiving week. It is Thanksgiving week, although we're recording this ahead of Thanksgiving week, so it feels weird it's to fine. say. <laughs> we we wanted to do something special for Thanksgiving because it's, you know, it's a good holiday and it gets lost in the Christmas shuffle. Oh my gosh, yeah, between, like, we jumped from Halloween to Christmas with no thought. For real, like, I'm drinking a peppermint mocha right now. Why would I do that? I don't I know. I mean, I'll confess to the gingerbread latte I had from Starbucks last They're night. They're just so good. <laughs> But anyway, I did you see at one point one of the stores had all three going at the same time, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas? I didn't see that, but I can believe it. It was ridiculous. The more money they can make off people, the better. <laughs> but anyway. I guess there's no Thanksgiving songs, so you can't really like, there's only Christmas carols. There is? There are. Have you ever heard the song Turkey Lurkey Time? What? There's a Thanksgiving song. It's called Turkey Lurkey Time. That's beautiful. Okay. I'm going to hear that for the first time today. That song traumatizes one of my kids. Oh, good. Make sure they listen to this episode. <laughs> anyway, we thought because it's Thanksgiving and we've been like covering some really serious topics, it would be nice to do a gratitude episode. Yeah. Just to kind of talk about like, even though there was some garbage that we grew up in. <laughs> some. Just a little. <laughs> it's just a flaming dump heap. It's fine. Um, but anyway, we thought that'd be a nice thing to do. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> well, let's, let's start out with things that we're grateful for, um, directly relating to our childhood. That seems like a good place to start. I'm going to say, like, one of the odd things I'm grateful for is a life lesson that I learned as a teenager. That actually is a very practical lesson that has stuck with me to this day, almost annoyingly so. Um, they used to do classes with us as teenagers when I was a teenager. Um, and the pastor and his wife often came and did some of the classes. Mm. And they did do one on finances, which actually, to their credit, was practical and very helpful on a lot of levels. Um, but I am a sucker for a sales sign. <laughs> a clearance sign, a sales sign, I'm a sucker. <laughs> it just We got that from her mother. calls my name. <laughs> she is a shopper extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that we were taught, um, first of all, had to do, it had to do with that kind of thing. Like, if it's on sale... But you didn't really need it and you don't really need it. Is it actually a good deal? Yes. And the answer is actually no. I know it is. As much as I hate to admit that. But I want it. The answer is no. If you actually didn't need it and you don't need it and you look at it and you really like there's no practical reason for you to be buying this or no like gift reason for you to be buying this, put it back. It's not a good deal if you don't have any reason to actually be buying it my bank account right now is screaming at me listen to her she's right help me it's annoying because i can still hear it in my head 
Yeah. When I'm in that moment, I can hear her voice because it was the wife. Um, and like I said, it, it's very good advice. And I, but I can still hear it in my head. If you don't need that, it is not a good deal. <laughs> I think I missed that class. You did. You did. Whoops. Memorable, actually. One of the classes was talking about like falling in love, I think, or relationships or something. And I, I'll never get it out of my head hearing her talk about falling in love as being Twitter painted. <laughs> I was mid sip of water. Sorry. It was so funny. <laughs> oh. I gotta tell you it was it was a reference to Bambi and it was really appropriate in the moment and I've never forgotten it this is just a smidgen off topic um but the only time in my life I've ever spit out water while drinking it was another pastor's wife we were out to dinner with her and she she said her children um were supposed to be picking up their rooms and it said they were fiddly farting around (laughs) and I sprayed her with water I was right across from her I didn't mean to that's the only time in my life I've ever actually spit out water. <laughs> Till now. <laughs> Sorry. I just had never heard any any of the pastors or their wives talk like that. Right? I was not prepared to hear fiddly farting around. I, I think that's why it stuck out, because they didn't talk like that. No. Like, what? Excuse me? But I'm grateful for it. It's a great memory. Oh, for sure, yeah. She, she wasn't probably grateful for it in the moment, but... Yeah, you know. Uh, speaking of grateful of our childhood things... I, when I think back to like growing up in that environment, we always had people to play with. Yes. And there was always something happening. Yes. Like there were Sunday school meetings, but Sunday school like parties, there were like lock-ins and fun events. Uh, There were like church-wide parties that were for like random things, but everyone would get together. There were cookouts. It was the best. And like raising a child outside of that, because I'm, I'm not religious. So you, you bring your kids to Sunday school. I never did. Um, I, it really struck me how outside of that kind of a community, there's nothing really like that. Like, there's Girl Scouts, but it's really not the same. Yeah. And I have felt bad sometimes that, like, my kid uh, never got to have those experiences that we did because it was so great. That's true. Like, they didn't have, my kids either, they don't have, like, a whole property to ride their bike. Right. And roller skate and um I mean, we pretty much had our own sledding hill, too. And, you know, we did. And like built in friends. There were so many friends. Built in friends, a swing set, you know, like an actual real, like a playground swing set. Like we had things that right. most kids don't have. And we didn't understand that at the time. No, no. And it's it's like almost impossible to find that now um, for for our kids. Like I, I have not found anything that even it comes close to the amount that we were engaged with. Mm-hmm. And um just had fun like we had a lot of fun in those things we did have a lot of fun there were people whose whole job was to make sure we were having fun that is true and it was the best coke and pepsi challenge man that was that was fun what (laughs) coke and pepsi challenge you never did that i don't think so so they'd put coke in a a cup and they'd put pepsi in a cup and they wouldn't tell you which one was which and you'd have to drink them both and decide which one was which and i got it right every time because our mother is obsessed with Coke and hates Pepsi. So I had never had Pepsi, so I knew immediately which one was not right. I just remember doing, like, I think it was at the harvest parties because, of course, we did not celebrate Halloween. No. But they did harvest parties, which is kind of the same idea, but without scary costumes. And we would do, like, the chubby bunny where you would stuff the marshmallows in your mouth. Yes. And try to say chubby bunny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. That was the best. We even had like camps and stuff. Like that, it was really fun. 
we did have camps. We did have camps. And I, there were things and trips that I never would have taken. Right. If it was like, we had the teen, first of all, we had a teen, when I was a teenager, we had a teen choir, which is also something like most people don't have. And we didn't just sing at our church. Like we traveled places. Like we went to, like we were, in, we traveled a lot in New England, but we also, we did, um, we went to Montreal. Oh, cool. Canada. We went to New York. Like, I think it was like in Queens, maybe New York. Went to Queens? They took a bunch of Jesus oh kids to God. Queens? Oh, Karen. What? Karen. What? This is like the funniest thing. So this was before like cell phones were a big deal. So we had like each of the, the vans or vehicles we were in had like radios and the adults could talk to each other on the radios. Right. We got lost oh. <laughs> in like, I don't know. I think it was Harlem. Like oh it, it, it was definitely not Maine. Okay. It was definitely inner city lost. And I was in the only vehicle that had tinted windows because they were, t they were telling us kids like over the radio, like, don't be staring out the windows of people. Like, you know, you know who they sent out to go at this corner convenience store in the middle of this place to go ask for directions? You. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, good. They sent our father. Our father? And they sent another adult male. Oh, my God. And they were both in, like, jeans and flannel shirts. Like, couldn't have looked more hick if you paid them to. They... <laughs> So I'm in the only vehicle also being driven by a female adult, right? And so we're in, I'm in the safest car possible, right? And so she is sitting there and we're watching them get out. And she said, I remember her going, are you kidding? Are you kidding? They sent out the two most hick looking people that we have to go ask for directions. It was like... I thought for sure I was they were going to get shot or something because of course you have to understand and that's going to sound extremely ignorant and and I don't mean it to sound ignorant. Our dad was you, ignorant. He was going to say something stupid. Well, our father was ignorant, but also oh like my God, we grew up so sheltered that like we did our capacity to understand the situation fully was not really there, and so in our mind it was probably a lot more scary than it actually was. Well, and if we're being at the time real with ourselves, we grew up in like rural suburbia ish white land like that we didn't have right. a lot of other culture around us we all we knew of big cities was urban and scary you know what i mean like right. and, and, and and gangs like that's that's what we knew you know so i say that from that perspective i don't mean to sound like demeaning in any way to anybody oh we know better now yeah at the time we wouldn't have known right better, we so. didn't know better we didn't know better yeah but yeah that our dad left that trip was a wild and then we also went to um tampa florida Oh, fun. It was, I think it's, I don't think it's the first flight I actually ever took, but it's the first one I remember taking. Okay. And. Is that when you guys went to Bush Gardens or is that, that's Virginia, right? Oh, we did. I'm so great. I'm really, truly grateful for that trip because it's one of my best memories with dad. Oh, that's good. Because dad would ride roller coasters. And I think that was about the time that I had gotten over my fear of roller coasters and I started to enjoy them. Mm. And they had opened, first of all, they have some amazing coasters, but also it was back when inverted roller coasters were brand spanking new. And they had just opened this whole section of the park like a month before we got there. And it had oh, cool. one of those brand new inverted roller coasters. And we rode that thing so many times. It was awesome. And had a blast. I love that. Yeah, those, those trips were really fun. I don't know that we ever, I was part of a group. A homeschooling group for a year and we went to go skiing a lot and that was really cool we went to bush not, 
where'd we go? We went to Buffalo, New York, Six Flags. Oh. And Niagara Falls. It was pretty cool. But I really, like, we didn't have a lot financially. No. And so a lot of those trips and things we did, I probably never would have done. Like, when we did fundraisers and stuff, too, and even those were fun. Yeah. Like, car car washes and stuff, but you're with your friends, and it was just a good time. Right. And, like, I went to Baltimore a few times, and, you know, junior, senior weekends, which was basically... You were, if you were a junior or senior in high school, you could come down for the weekend and they, they usually a couple of the youth group leaders would take a van full of us and we'd go down and it was twice a year and you'd go to visit the college, you'd sit on some classes, which, you know, was what it was, but we would do some interesting things too. And like, I actually made a circle of friends down there that like to this day, <laughs> we used to get in trouble because we invented a foot tag game, which... It, you know, we cut, there were a few guys that thought this up. And of course so, there were. You know, there were a few of us that fought when it came in with that. Uh, me and one of my oldest friends from South Berwick. And my daughter is now friends with one of the guy's daughters. And they don't live around here. Okay. So one night recently, my daughter came in and tapped my foot with her foot and said, that is from so-and-so's dad. And I immediately knew what was happening. And I was like... You tell so-and-so to go kick her's dad right in the foot. <laughs> kick him. Tell her it came from me. Tell her it came from me. <laughs> but the other piece of that, too, is that we made friends we never would have had. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No. And I'm really, I'm truly grateful for that because even though I love a lot of the friends I have here and that, and some of them I'm still like lifelong friends with. There are friendships I have that I wouldn't have had if we didn't have adults around us who were willing to do those things for us. And then there's like what we've learned, we've learned since then, like what what we came to be just from how we grew up. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like it, it it's uh, well illustrated with me and you, I think, because I mean, for me, I um, skew very like progressive left. Um, and I am grateful for, it's hard to articulate, but for me, like, I've seen a range of suffering. I've experienced a range of suffering. And it's made me so much more aware of the suffering of others. Mm -hmm. And really wanting everyone to uh, have a chance to be, like, okay. Mm -hmm. And just wanting that for people in general. Um, and for me, that means one thing. I mean, different for you, but, like, for me, it really skews uh, uh, left, like wanting people to be able to have opportunities regardless of what their skin color or their gender or their sexual preferences. Like I, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that you're like healthy and okay, and that you're able to have opportunities to be healthy and okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. And I don't think we have, like, we're not so different in that regard. Like, even though for me, my experiences have led me to a much deeper in my, as far as I am concerned, a much deeper understanding of God and faith and, you know, have driven me to a deeper faith of my own, not necessarily what I was taught or told to believe, but a faith that I actually sought out for myself and came to have in a, on a very personal level. And that's it runs very deep for me, even though that is very different from your experience I still feel the same way from my vantage point. Like I have, I feel like because of what we've been through 
and our shared experience, there's a common compassion mm-hmm. that you and I have for people who are suffering. Yes. Um, even though we may not see the answers the same way, we see the suffering the same way. And we have, a, I think we have a very similar mindset and heart in that we don't want to see other people hurting if there's a way to avoid it. Yeah, generally good intentions. Right. I mean, obviously you can't avoid any and all suffering in this world. There's just, that's just an impossibility. But right. I very much feel the same way in that I don't feel like skin color or any other thing should determine how we view each other and mm-hmm. what opportunities anybody should have um, or anything in that regard. Like, that's... Uh, I don't know. I have a I have such a hard time with this concept of viewing people based on those ideas, <laughs> you know, because I I I as part of my faith, like, you know, there there is a scripture about man looks on the inside and God looks at the heart. Yes. And for me, I take that part very seriously. Like, I really don't care what you look like on the outside. I care about who you are as a person. I care about how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. I care about how you, like, if you're really that unhappy that you are so miserable to other people, I'm very curious as to what made you that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I think even though you and I have come to those conclusions very differently, it is common ground that we have. For sure. And it always blows my mind when I see, like, this is not you at all, but, like, deeply evangelical pockets where there's such an anger and bitterness towards other people I don't understand it because, like, God, God's supposed to be the one that judges, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, according to your religion, it's it's God who should judge, and you should be treating people with kindness. Mm-hmm. So why is this happening? Like, in what place is it of yours to tell somebody else you're doing something wrong? I I feel like that runs the gamut. Like, and you're and you're right to call it out in Christian circles because because that isn't the way. If you're living according to scripture. You're right. It shouldn't be that way. I just, you know. Right. Like you can have an opinion, obviously, but you don't have to like demean someone. And it's not to say that you can't be human. You can't have your moments. Right. Because we all do. But right. as a general rule of thumb and lifestyle choice, it shouldn't be like that. Right. Like you're, you're put on this earth, from my understanding, um, to spread God. And what I thought God was, was love. And some of what I see sometimes is not that. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because I think sad. they'd be happier, too, if they would stop focusing on the things they hate. I think in general, our world would be a lot happier if we started focusing on the things we loved. And like, no, I won't go there. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking well, about it, but it's another episode. It, it doesn't fit here. To kind of spread off that, that that kind of leads us into now, because like for me, I over this past year kind of realized that I was starting to get to kind of like a deeply unhappy place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of cut myself off from social media just to see what that would do. Um, and it made like almost an immediate impact where I was thinking so much more positively. I was focusing on like my family, the things that matter to me right now and not worrying so much about what other people thought, what people were saying, all the bad things that are happening in the world that you get inundated with anytime you're on any social media. Yeah. And when we started doing this podcast, I found myself kind of gravitating back towards that. And it made me really realize like I have to, I have to, keep myself separate from this still yeah but it did make me kind of like like think back like what am i allowing in what am i exposing myself to that's making me feel this way and recognizing it and stepping back from it which is something i don't think i would have learned if i hadn't grown up where we grew up because i had to do that for a while as a teenager yeah like this thing is bringing me pain i have to step back from it i can acknowledge it 
So I need to step back from it. I agree. I, I've actually, I had that experience in the last couple of weeks with things going on in our um, local. Direct community. Yeah. Communities that I've had to like, it was making me angry and I had to kind of step back. But to your point, like, I feel like so much of social media is focused on our differences and yeah. I won't like you. I won't follow you. I won't friend you if you think differently than me on this one topic. Right. And, and that's across the board, like, regardless of how you think about said topic, it just seems to be a general theme. And like, I wish more people could connect with each other on the things they do have in common, because I, I don't mean to be naive here. Right. But I feel like we'd find much more common grounds on the things that we don't have in common or we don't agree on if we were to start from the place of what we do have in common instead of trying so hard to get the other person to see it my way and then walking yes. away disappointed and angry when they don't. Well, I think our father's death, which was really quite unfortunate, really put into perspective for me, life is um, like super short mm -hmm. and you have one of them. And if like he, he allowed things that upset him to rule him and he was miserable until the end and he could have told anybody he was happy it wasn't true no it wasn't we were closest to him we knew he was never happy nothing's ever enough and i don't want to live that way yeah and i don't like seeing others live that way and like if there's somebody that's being belligerent and unkind about their beliefs i usually will unfollow them just because i can't i can't allow myself to be but there's a difference between not allowing yourself to get sucked into somebody's belligerence yes and being like, I won't talk to you if you think like, <laughs> right? Like you voted, you voted for X person, so I'm never going to talk to you again. Right? Like, right. I can disagree with you and still talk to you. Right? It's fine. Right? You know, like I think we've we've lost that in our society. The ability to it's really easy to do have a conversation. <laughs> in my late teens and early twenties, I was not this way at all. You know? No, you weren't. I. I had like, I think because I was so, I was in such a place of hurting mm -hmm. and I wasn't, um, like I wasn't wise enough to be able to see it for what it was. And instead, like our dad, it was like ruling my life. Like it was, it had complete control over me. And I was so like scared and anxious and angry and upset all the time. And I just like couldn't handle it. So like little things that really shouldn't have made me lose my shit did because I couldn't I like I I couldn't handle what was already happening inside of me and I wasn't in a place yet where I could understand that so like with you I think I blocked you for like a couple of years because I just like I was seeing what you were posting and I was seeing what you were doing and I, I just so strongly disagreed and that was the wrong thing to do in retrospect like that was um pretty dumb because I think we lost out on some years that we could have really enjoyed each other's company we did but I just I couldn't like I wasn't in a place so I understand not being in a place where you can handle things like that and mm -hmm. i when people block me i try to because it happens i try to just like like let it go obviously they're in a place where they can't handle me and that's fine yeah but i do wish you wish them well yeah and i wish society societally wow words are hard this morning <laughs> societally i wish we could just like take a step back try to consider what the other person is saying and what they're going through and why they think the way they think and if you still don't agree with them, I mean, battles, social battles aren't won with anger. No. You win a lot more with kindness yeah. and respect and love. I agree. Than you ever will with disagreeing and making it weird. And that's a lesson that we learned the hard way. Oh, yeah. In our lives. Um, and 
Like, it's funny, before we started recording this, you and I were talking about the fact that there are lessons that we've learned in our life that we have, that the way we have learned them is not the way we would have chosen or wanted to have learned them. No. But would we trade the lesson? Probably not. No. And we've kind of brought this up before, like, what would our lives have been if we hadn't gone through what we went through? Mm-hmm. And it's it's an interesting thought, but I do think I definitely wouldn't be the same person that I am now. No, me neither. And as much as it sucks, like, I know that I'm stronger for it. Sometimes I don't feel like I am. But I know that I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm grateful that you and I, even though we are very different, Mm -hmm. we have managed to find that common ground where we can talk about things. And to the point now, we actually can talk about the things that we don't agree on. Right. You know, and and have productive, I feel, productive conversations about those things. I would agree. Yeah. Like when we were were first planning this podcast, we would go, um, there's this like really cute little coffee shop in our town because we have that small town vibe going on. We'd go, we'd get coffee and some like breakfast sandwiches or whatever, and we would just talk. And a couple times we touched on subjects that I didn't think we would ever, ever talk about. Same. And I still felt like you really heard me out and I definitely heard you out. And I think even the ones that we didn't agree on in the end, I still felt heard and appreciated. Yeah. It was really nice. It is really nice. Like, (sighs) I wish the whole world could learn that lesson. (laughs) And it's never going to be that way. There's always going to be people that are like, never be that way. rough. But I'm but, grateful that we did. <laughs> yes. But that's why Like I had to I had to leave social media because it's so easy. Because you're not seeing the person. You're not seeing the impact you're having. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to be unkind. And to be a keyboard warrior and say things that you... Right. I would hope that you would never say to somebody's face. Well, no kidding. I've had two Facebooks since I was in high school. Because some of the things people would say to me were so, so hurtful that I felt like I had to hide part of myself. And it's it's stayed that way. I've never undone it. And I think I'm at a place now where I maybe could, but I have so many things attached to both accounts that I can't. <laughs> but it I genuinely felt like, because my, my views and my ideals were so different from our family at large at the time, that like anything I'd post or people from our past, I would get like, like scary. Messages. Yeah, I know you did. It was pretty bad for a while there to the point where I was like, I I still wanted to keep in touch with these people and like my family. And so I wanted to, to be connected to them, but I didn't feel like I could be myself. So I had to make two Mm -hmm. Facebooks and that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But also I was spouting off the mouth like every other day. So Uh, yeah, you did do that, (laughs) but I had very strong opinions and that's where you're supposed to share them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, but I feel like the hard things we've been through too have brought us here. Like even Mm -hmm. for sure. In dealing with and grappling with the fallout of how we grew up and the things that we experienced, and then on top of that, our dad's dying and the way that all shook out have shaped us into the people we are today. And, you know, I'm really proud of us. I'm very proud of us. We've both come a very long way. Yeah. And I I hope, like, my biggest hope for the future, because I know that, like, there are some things that I may never fully recover from. And that's kind of hard to think about sometimes and I have to like not most of the time because it's just a little bit too much for me sometimes. But I know that because of how we were raised, because of what we grew up in and the things we've been through, I have tried so hard to make my child's life not like that. Mm -hmm. And I've tried so hard to be there for them through whatever and let them know that like, obviously you can't like kill people, but it doesn't matter what you do. I still love you. Right. Um, And I think that she's going to have a better life Mm -hmm. because of that. I don't know that I would have been as good of a parent. True. 
had I not gone through what I've been through. And I can just only hope that like the next generation does does better because of the work that we're putting in. Uh-huh. Um, because right now it's a little it's a little scary yeah. to think about what my kids inheriting in this world. Oh, yeah. But it is true, like, because we have been through what we've been through, we are raising our kids to hopefully be more compassionate and to see beyond what's in front of them and understand that when somebody is that upset and that angry, that even if you can't reason with them, you know, from my perspective, you can pray for them. Mm -hmm. You know, you can still be kind to them because behind that, there's probably something that has happened or is happening in their life. Yep. That is making them that way. And that's really sad. Right. Like Even something like bullying with with my child, she's in sixth grade. So that's really picking up, especially like internet bullying. She's not really on the internet much, but she's got a phone because she travels between me and her dad's. Um, it's really picked up and I have to keep telling them like, I understand that these words are hurtful for you. And I'm not saying they shouldn't because they, they are mean words and they do hurt. Um, but you have to understand that whatever that person is going through that's making them say that to you is probably pretty bad. And you're probably not the real target of that feeling. Yeah. You just happen to be there. Right. Like, you're somebody they feel like they can pick on. So I'm not saying, like, let it happen. And you can cut people off if they're not treating you well. But try to understand that, like, what they're saying about you isn't a reflection of you. Yeah. It's a reflection of what they're going through. And maybe maybe some compassion might help them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not be mean back, even though it's very tempting. It's uh, sometimes. And every once in a while, like, even I mess up on oh, that. Me too. Someone will be so nasty to me. And I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> me too. Colorful language. Yeah. I, 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 get, I can get into a certain mood where I'm just like, just, just push my button. Just go for it. <laughs> like, I've had enough. I've had enough with you. But I do try very hard in those moments, especially online. I will type out something and then delete it. Mm -hmm. So I got it out of me. Like I got the words out and I, whatever, mm -hmm. but I deleted it. I didn't post it because what's posting that going to do? Yeah. What is this going to accomplish anyway? Nothing. Yeah. And they're probably going to be more upset. And I will say there's been a couple times that, like I said, I, I avoid social media as much as I can. Um, but when I do go on there, like to see how one specific person is doing or like somebody posted something that I want to go see. When I do that and I come across something that's really upsetting, there have been one or two times in the last like six months where it's been, you can kind of tell by the way they wrote it, like it's somebody that maybe might listen. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to approach things in a, like a caring kind of way. Like I understand where you're coming from. This is why I feel this way. Um, I get a lot more progress. Yeah, you do. With those people than being like, you're adult. Not Screw <laughs> off. Right. Like, you know, that gets you nowhere. People just get more angry. You need to calm down. Oh, my God. When people say that to me, I don't see red or anything, but I do kind of go like mind blank. Like, I get so mad that my brain's just like, nope. <laughs> Shut down. You can't do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just walk away. Um... But would we have learned that if our lives had been different? Maybe. I mean, I can't say that we wouldn't have, but I don't think we would feel it as deeply or be as thoughtful about it. Right. For sure. If we hadn't have been through what we'd been through. Mm -hmm. And it led us to making this podcast and it's helped us reconnect to people that we never thought we'd ever connect with. Oh my gosh. That I thank you for saying that. I am like so grateful for the people that have reached out to us. Mm -hmm. Because. Even people we didn't know before. People we didn't know, people we did that we did to hear the feedback and like we've said it before 
it took a lot of courage to do this. It still does. And to have that acknowledged by other people who understand, who legitimately, genuinely understand what it took to do this mm. and who are rooting us on, even if they're not ready to publicly tell their story yet, that's okay. You don't have to ever if you don't want to. You know, but the fact that, that people have had our back and genuinely cheered us on and the conversations, like we recently had a conversation with some people online that was so much fun and they are fun to hear the stories and, and hopefully we'll at some point get to share those with you you know things we wouldn't have had mm-hmm. if we hadn't had the courage to do this I'm I'm so grateful for all of those people I truly am yeah and it's especially for me having taken such a step back from social media putting myself out there like this has been a little unnerving mm-hmm. um this past week, especially, I've been thinking about that a lot, like, because I've kind of been feeling myself getting back to that, like, anxious, thinking about everything, overanalyzing everything, like, I'm saying the wrong things, I should have said this, like, that kind of thing, like, keeps me up at night. So I've had to kind of, like, pull myself back again a little bit. So it is scary putting these things out there. So for someone to reach out and say, like, hey, I'm proud of you, goes a long way. It really, and the thing is, too, and is that you and I didn't hear those words. Oh, like almost ever growing up like i'm proud of you was not in the lexicon no no because i feel like in that religious space that we grew up in specifically there was always more you were supposed to be doing like in general like you're good you built that soul go win another good you did this thing go do it again like it was never you did a good job it was no go do it again or do better next time. Well, and pride was looked at wholly as a negative. Oh, yes. And there, there is a negative aspect to pride. Mm-hmm. There can but be. there's also a positive aspect of being proud of what you've accomplished. And not in a bragging way, but just in like a fulfilled kind of way. Being proud of what you accomplished or right. being proud of who you've allowed this lesson this to make you become you know like yeah well it's pride or vanity like you can be proud and not be vain about it and not be vain yeah yeah but that's a lesson that some people didn't learn (laughs) yeah i just think in general pride of any variety was really frowned upon Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't something encouraged and it was really something we didn't hear i guess we should just cap this off by saying what we're most grateful for uh right now like we do at thanksgiving or on the table right (laughs) Sure. What are you grateful for this year, Lita? What am I grateful for? Oh, some of what I'm grateful for I can't say on this podcast because it involves other people who probably wouldn't appreciate my talking about it. But needless to say, I am proud of some family situations, how some things have turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for how some things have turned out. Um, but, I mean, this is going to sound like like I planned to do this and I really truly honestly didn't I am very very grateful that you and I are doing this because I feel like it's been healing for us it's connected us with communities that we knew were probably out there and hadn't been able to find Mm -hmm. and it appears to also be healing for other people yes and I'm really, truly grateful that that is the case because that was really what we had hoped for. Yes, that was our goal. And to find that it's being received that way, I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm very grateful that you and I have been able to find that common ground where we can talk. Like, you know, I... 
there was a long time, you're right, where you and I really didn't talk and we didn't really have much of a relationship and at all, you know, you're, you're so much fun. <laughs> like I really truly enjoy spending time with you. And I, I do on some level, some, I regret the time that we lost, hmm. but at the same time, I wouldn't trade that for what we have now. So what are you grateful for Karen right now? It's so last year, I think maybe it was last year when I went to Thanksgiving at your house, I was asked this question and I said that I was grateful for COVID, which I got some eyebrows for. Um, but I do feel like, and this is still true for me, COVID, it gave me time to think, really, mm -hmm. um, and be happy for the connections that I do have. And that echoes into this year. Like what I'm grateful for most this year is um, the people that I have around me, mm -hmm. which isn't a huge number. I've never been the kind of person that has had a lot of friends. But the ones that I do have and the family that I do have, I'm just like so happy to have around me. Yeah. And I know that like if I if I need something, I can reach out and have that. And on a larger scale, I mean, you know, I've had some um, special health issues going on in the last couple of years. Yeah. And at one point I did have to reach out to the community at large and ask for help. And the response to that was like one of the most humbling things of my life. It was amazing. Uh, and even though things didn't shake out or haven't quite shaken out the way I was hoping they would yet, I still like, I have um, comfort in knowing that I can still explore routes to fix this without losing my house mm -hmm. while still being able to eat. Uh, yeah. Like the, it got dicey for a minute there and just putting that out there and not really knowing how it's going to go and seeing how my family, my friends, not only were part of it, but like spread it further. I'm starting to like tear up a little bit. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I just, I didn't know people cared that much. Yeah. And it is isolating when you grow up thinking um, that you can't be proud of things and you can't do whatever and that you're always sinful and you're always wrong. Having that plastered into your brain and then not having a lot of friends because that's just the kind of person that I am. Sometimes I get really lonely and I get isolated and I forget. Um, Jeez, I'm like crying, crying. You're going to make me cry. Stop it. <laughs> just having that connection with people has been huge. And that's extended further now into this podcast with people I didn't even know before. Um, we've been able to have such great conversations with them. And yeah. it's really reminded me like the, the things that were hard were hard. But what I have now is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like ugly crying now. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have to agree with you. That was really watching you struggle with the things you were dealing with health-wise or and continue to some degree <laughs> has been very hard and very challenging because I love you and I care about you so much. But seeing the response and the way that people, even people who didn't know you at all, yeah, step up with such incredible generosity, just, it blew my mind. It really, truly did. And, you know, those people know who they are yeah. and they don't want other people to know. And I'm going to respect that. Right. But just know if you're listening to this, how immensely grateful, like it was more than just money. Oh, it was more than just money to for us. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, it still is. It's just, yeah, it still is. And it means everything that you would care so deeply about my sister, my family. And just like, um, I probably should explain this just a little bit so people aren't scared I'm going to die or anything. Uh, I have been, I was going to say losing my vision. My vision has been expanding. Uh, I see multiples of everything in a vertical stack. 
uh, and it's very disorienting. I get migraines all the time. Um, can't paint like I used to. Uh, and I'm still really struggling with that and the repercussions of that because it's, it is continuing to get worse. Uh, and right now I don't have a clear answer. But that's something that could have really um, probably could have killed me emotionally mm -hmm. a few years ago. But now having the support network that I have has made like so much of a difference. Yeah. So anyway, now that I've cried uh, in our podcast, <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. It won't be the first time or the last, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> we weren't planning necessarily on recording this today. Uh, so I guess I hadn't really mentally prepared myself for this, but geez. <laughs> sorry. No, don't be. Don't ever be sorry. Don't ever be sorry. We just love you guys, okay? We love you, man. Thank you for listening to us talk. Yeah, like I know we're kind of fooling around, but in all seriousness. No, for real. Truly, thank you for listening to us talk. That I, I deal with emotions with humor, which is why my voice sounded like ju that just now. But yeah, we really are grateful for it. We really are grateful. And we would love to hear in the spirit of thanksgiving oh yeah we would love to hear what you are grateful for so put in the comments um i know spotify has a spot for feedback if you listen to us on spotify uh -huh. um, you can find us on instagram children of grace podcast or you can email us children of grace podcast at gmail.com we would absolutely love to know what you are grateful for 100 percent. and then like for you listening if you go to those places and you see what people are grateful for read them it's actually a real big boost. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't know that person, sometimes just like seeing and reflecting on what they're grateful for and, and maybe how that pertains to you or just being happy for them really makes you feel great because we are inundated with a lot of bad right now in this world. You turn the news on and it's like, why did I do that? So, you know, just focusing for a little bit on what feels good, what's good about your life. And just to clarify, it's Children of Grace underscore podcast. Oh, on Instagram. Yes. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I just pulled it up. So it's Children of Grace underscore podcast or Children of Grace podcast at gmail.com are ways you can reach out if you want to do that. Please let us know. <laughs> All right. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. We hope you enjoyed. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.